welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me today is Bethany. Hello, guys. No, Brent. He's ditched us to meet with other church planters in San Diego, so boo on him. San Diego, huh? Yeah. Mm. Um, apparently, though, Kylie was telling me that it's supposed to be warmer here than it is supposed to be there this week, so... I guess that's a silver lining for me. I don't know. <laughs> well, for us, for sure, because here we are hosting this podcast, yeah. <laughs> talking about all the things. Yeah. So Brent talked, started a new series yesterday and then immediately left for San Diego to go recharge and um, have community with other people who do what he does, and which is great. It's actually kind of a cool like community that they have. Yeah. Um, like other people who are also church planting. And so he, they have a network that they can plug into and bounce ideas off of and recharge with. And it's pretty great. So I cannot imagine how many whiteboards and like erase markers. Yeah, I'm not sure how much like work actually happens. Oh, but I don't really know what happens there. So Maybe but, they do work. I don't know what they do. Brainstorm. When you said brainstorm, I could just like, yeah. be like, oh, we're going to do this and this and this. And then you just For see. some reason, I can't see Brent with a whiteboard. Oh, yeah. That's he's fair. like He's all about like shared documents on the computer. Ah, uh, okay. So, so I, there's I just imagine a, it's that. A massive online yeah, gathering. Like a Google Doc yep. or like a Dropbox situation. Because that's what we do for all of our like uh-huh. idea sharing on staff. So. What is the most interesting thing that you've ever like received via Google share or just like in my whole life? Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Bethany. I don't know. Maybe like some pictures, but not like mostly I get family pictures from that. Huh? I don't know. Most of my Google sharing situations have been in work and those just aren't very interesting. Yeah. I have a, we have a shared drive at work <laughs> that is on the server locally. So uh-huh. it's not in the cloud because Technology is a struggle from some, for some people, but um, <laughs> it has not been updated since 2003. There oh. are documents from ages of go, like that yeah. no one even like actually accesses. They're just there. Yeah, that's what school shared file shared like um, servers are like as well. Yeah, like I know Pasco's moving towards like cloud based kind mm-hmm. of stuff, but they still have like the on the server ones. Yeah. Um, apparently you're not allowed to save onto it anymore. You can just like pull documents from it. Oh, but I like, I'm like, I don't even know which like thing to click on to get into that server. <laughs> so like, I, it's all beyond me because yeah. it's all before me. But, yeah. um, one of my colleagues is like, I think that's in the T drive and he'll like go in and yeah, find, find it. it. And I'm like, I don't know how you even started with that process. Yeah. See, I'm way too curious and. <laughs> Snoopy and shared like group folders like that on servers is like, you know, when you're in someone's house that you, you've barely oh, know yeah, and you go like through, their, through their medicine cabinet. Yes, exactly. It's like, what unknown mysteries are held here? What bones of glory? I don't know. It's fun. But like in school, like with teacher files, it's all just like curriculum. So, well, like, private school is a little bit different. That's probably true. Um, yeah, there's just lots of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> music like baby videos from students because they go there from yeah that's right pre-k to 12 oh yes oh it's it's a i mean there's probably some files like that in terms of like graduation stuff or things like that but yeah Yeah. fun stuff i know (laughs) 
funny. Yeah. How was your week? It was pretty good. Yeah. I got some new clothes on oh, Saturday. Fun. From I do um I do stitch fix. Yeah. Which sounds real okay. fancy. Okay. But this is like the most exciting thing. So <laughs> you we got really excited. I did because we were talking a couple weeks ago about like wine subscription. Yes. Do you not you do not know how much I wanted to try Stitch Fix. So it's not actually a subscription. Uh, uh, I can say this word. A subscription. Oh. Which is even better. Yeah. So you really which I shared with someone else today. But hmm. um you only pay when you get clothes. And okay. then like the minimum you're going to pay is a $20 like styling fee. So you're just paying the stylist who picks your clothes. Um, that's the minimum you would pay if you yeah. send everything back. And then whatever else you pay on top of that is just the clothes you decide to keep. Oh my. Um, and then that $20 comes out of the clothes cost. Okay. Uh, and then they have like other things. Like if you keep all of it, there's like a discount. Hmm. Um, like 25%, I think. Yeah. If you keep all five items that they send you. But yeah, you only pay, it's not a subscription. You only pay when you get a box and you decide when you get boxes. So you can like set it to come every certain months or, um, they do like, so at right now I've been doing it every other month. Okay. Um, but they also do like seasonal. So like four times a year, yeah. um, or you can have it twice a year or just once a year, like, or not for a really long time if you don't want to, but yeah, so it's not actually a subscription. So you don't pay monthly. You just pay when you get the box. Oh, so. that's so great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually, I don't remember what it was called, but I did find a wine subscription that was like 20 bucks a month. Oh, wow. That's uh, it was online. Reasonable. I, I've been watching way too much TV with commercials. <laughs> actually, my smart TV has free TV channels. Okay. Yeah. And then their commercials are just widely misplaced like you, it's the most weird selection of commercials and well the first thing that I watched on it was this uh meerkat documentary okay. that my cat was w- so invested in oh my gosh she was watching the tv for like a good 25 minutes That's really funny watching these meerkats my cats rarely watch the tv really sometimes football mm, okay if like the contrast is good and the balls like they'll sometimes they like oh that's cool what's that but yeah. rarely are they interested in what's on the TV. This is the most she's ever watched it and she just was like hunkered down just like <laughs> looking up like what are these things? They kind of look like me and no. just now I want to watch a meerkat show with yeah. my cats and see what they do. Yeah. Yeah, it would be very interesting. But um <laughs> yes, yeah, so there was the coffee or the the wine subscription uh-huh. and then I did at my auction buy a coffee subscription. Okay. Yeah. Called Trade Trade Coffee. And it's been so far pretty good. Do you get like random coffee? What do you get? You take a quiz. Okay. And uh, they match your profile okay. things. And so they'll make suggestions. Um, the first one was from Sterling Coffee Roasters in Portland. Okay. Um, apparently they're new. I used to live in Portland and I've never heard of them. So uh-huh. I'm like, little sus about the situation because you didn't you don't know but it was like marmalade and clove flavors that sounds fancy it was really good could you tell the marmalade and clove were in there yes definitely you probably have a way more discerning palate than i do i like coffee i like coffee yeah so that's good yes good but anyway (laughs) stitch fix is similar because you can like give feedback and the stylist and you okay. like take like a quiz and yeah. like, these are the things I like. These are the colors that I want. That's so much fun. Yeah. I need to try it. I need to try it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me know. I can probably hook you up with like a little discounty code thing. That'd be so. great. Yeah. Shopping in COVID world is the most special, especially for clothes, is the most special experience. Yeah. Cause you can't try them on in the store anymore. I recently discovered that. Yeah. 
and it was awful. I bought a sweater at Marshall's and uh, tried it on once, put it in my car to return and lost Ruh-roh. the receipt. <laughs> so no good. granted, they gave me in-store credit and I just bought a bunch of plant shelves with it that okay. I attempted this weekend, attempted to put up and failed. Oh. Um, but <laughs> soon they will be up. Well, that's exciting. <laughs> holding all my new plants. I feel like my cats would find a way on there. They yeah. love plants. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, so what I decided last fall was that I was going to invest in clothes this year. Yeah. So that's why I chose to do Stitch Fix. Cool. So, yeah. Cool. I, I would recommend it to people. Yeah. Keeps I, things interesting. I've gotten way cuter clothes than I would have picked myself. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Which is really <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Anything else, Bethany? I don't think okay. so. Let's dive into the sermon. Yeah. Um, Brent started a new series this week. It's called You're Not Too Far. Um, it's going to kind of be about the kingdom and what Christ says about the kingdom. Um, yeah, I'm, it seems interesting. I have no idea where he's going to go with it, what his ideas are for the future with it. But um, sometimes we get to predict that when we <laughs> do the podcast of a first sermon without Brent here. Yeah. Um, and so that can be kind of fun to see if we like know where he's going or not. So, yeah. Uh, it was really interesting when he was talking about rules and how uh-huh. humans like rules <laughs> and then we relate on rules and structure. And he was like, oh yeah, you have the, the way the system that, you know, I have, I like you immediately. What I thought was like, oh my gosh, Myers-Briggs and Enneagram people. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, this is what we do. Like, I'm like, oh, you're, you're okay. Yeah, I get yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I know the minute you find out someone's like Myers-Briggs or Enneagram, whenever you're into that you're like, oh yeah, this is how we're going to get along or not get along. You, like you have a whole framework of like yeah. how they're going to think, Yeah, like what you should ask them and kind of like estimate their response. Yeah. And- or like how you should ask them questions to get a, like an actual response from them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm an Enneagram seven. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't really mean a lot to me because I haven't dove in and dived oh. into the yeah. Enneagram. I'm having, str- I'm struggling with the talking you know, tonight. Words are hard. <laughs> in general. So that's my philosophy for life. Um, but, uh, yeah. Are you familiar with Myers-Briggs? I am very okay. familiar with Myers-Briggs. What is your Myers-Briggs? I'm an ENFJ. You know what? I'm an ENFP. Oh, interesting. Yes. I am the less organized version of you. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> definitely. It definitely does. This is why we like, like cats and uh, yeah. we, we discovered before the podcast that we're actually real life friends now. I know we like have each other's phone numbers and like, it's you great. Know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> but yeah, when Brent was talking about rules, I, that's, that's the only thing I could think of was, was that. And it was just, it made me laugh. Yeah. Well, and he was kind of talking about when people say something that like aligns with you, you're like, yes, I like you. Yes. And that's 100% true. And when people say things that don't super align, you're like, I'm just going to walk away this direction. Like, yeah. Which is with, with Myers-Briggs is anyone who is an S, sensor, mm-hmm. sensory people, I do not understand them. Yeah. I mean, I grew up with a few, like my my family is fairly S heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, And so like, I feel like I kind of get it, but, and like I'm in the science world. So yeah. there's a lot of like, so sensing and intuiting is the thing and sensors are very like literal and describe things like as they are seen and like, you know, as they observe them with their five yeah. senses. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, then the other, the, like the opposite of that spectrum is like 
understanding things through its context and its connections to other things and like how it influences people's feelings yeah. and although that's maybe more F, but anyway, like yeah. just like understanding an object, not solely based on the things you can see, touch, feel, it's like hear about it. Reading in between the lines yeah. with your gut. Like it's a gut, like intuition, like, Oh, okay. It's, yeah. it's not always obvious. And generally I think intuitive people are more, they have the ability to be more connected, like mm-hmm. have connectedness yeah. and see like globally big yeah. picture stuff, um, which I just like live there. So it's as do I. Yeah. Um, my favorite ever <laughs> SN game that I did. Yes. We were like, we like decided, okay, what do you think you are? And we like split into two groups, the N's and the S's. And our task was to describe an apple. And then we came back together and like shared our list yeah. with everyone. So I was in the end group. We're like describing apples, right? At one point, someone yells, migrant workers. And everyone in the room was like, yeah, write it down. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. So then we get back and the, we like share our list. And the S's are like, what do migrant workers have to do <laughs> with describing an apple? <laughs> oh my gosh. And we were like, because they pick them. That's a part of that culture. <laughs> it was really funny. But everyone in the end room was like, yeah, that 100% describes an apple. Yeah. Write it down. <laughs> Which I mean, that that really like brings it back to linguistics, really. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I really appreciate about those types of tests is that it gives you a framework to have mutual understanding. Yes. And especially in a workplace environment. So then you can actually grow as a human and move forward you know yeah and like being any of these like personality typing things um being aware that other people perceive the world differently than you and then also being aware of like how that perception influences what they see and how they experience stuff really lets you like not walk away from someone who is not aligned with you, right? Yeah. So tying it back into the sermon. Um, yeah, no, a hundred percent. So good. So like when you understand those things, it's easier to say, oh, that doesn't align with what I want, but I am able to understand how you see it that way. And so I can stay in relationship with you and keep this relationship as something that can move forward. Yeah. So. You meet in the middle and like yeah. actually learn how to love people well, because mm-hmm not everything is through your perception exactly. of reality. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's why I think a lot of times people are like, why even bother? But for me, it really helps me understand people and yeah. like, you know, our task, right? The great, these are the greatest commandments of love God and love your neighbor. And if I'm going to love my neighbor, right? Loving God is loving my neighbor. And if I'm going to do that, I need to be able to understand them. And part of that can be understanding how personality typing is different and how people operate differently than you. And so, yeah, like appreciating that and loving them about them, like can help you move into that space a little bit easier. So definitely, definitely. And then I, I mean, right after that, Brent was like talking about how like these are, or, you know, these are the greatest commandment. Yeah, uh-huh. And I like, I don't know if you guys know this. I have a degree in teaching ESL. Yeah. And so I, again, linguistics <laughs> language, I was sitting there nerding. I was like, oh my God, this is the best. <laughs> I know it's a pretty great, like, it's a pretty great 
moment of like using language to make a point, right? Yeah. Like these are two things in our commandments, love God, love your neighbor, but I'm telling you they are one. Yep. Because yes. I'm telling you like these are the greatest commandment. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, this is one thing. When you love your neighbor, you are loving God. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So good. Oh man. I could just nerd out about all the bajillion <laughs> things. Uh, my brain is like uh, all the dominoes. I know. I love language stuff like that too. It's like, it's really another personality thing, like strengths finders. Like one of my highest strength is communication. And so okay. like in the thing that I like resonate with the most is like finding the best, most succinct way of like saying something or communicating something to someone. Yeah. So like if there's one word that can communicate multifaceted things, uh-huh. like I totally like geek out about that and yeah. I'm like, oh, that's so amazing. I love that word. Um, And so like that kind of stuff kind of that makes me nerd out as well. So yeah. I loved that part also of the like using okay. language to communicate this really complicated idea. Yeah. No, it's so good. And I like, it was interesting because I didn't know where he was originally going with when it's like, this is not what I'm going to be talking about. And then he goes on to saying about like, <laughs> you're almost there. Like you yeah. all, and seeing <laughs> Jesus's perspective in that, because I, I think growing up like around churchy people, that's often where we stop. We don't necessarily look about what's next in context in that scripture and really understanding like Peter's perspective of, um, had like he had access or he saw that there is this the, the kingdom of God was near and that there was access to this like humanity 2.0 mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit and and communicating that in that call like he was met like with Mark communicating that with um this guy who's asking the question of like really you're you're so close mm-hmm. of getting it like if you just saw that like there's this this piece of you, you could be right there. Yeah. You're missing the bridge. And I, that's like the cool thing about Christianity is like when we believe and have faith in this mystery, like we have access to help as we continually fall forward uh, with the Holy Spirit, which is how we access that kingdom of God. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's like, again, <laughs> where I nerd out, like that, that's like what sets it apart is we're not alone mm-hmm. and we just like accept it, you know? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Thanks, Bethany. Yeah. This is why we have you on the podcast. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> you're smart. Well, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I saw it too, like, um, that not too far is that, like, space between kind of knowing what to do and yep. then actually doing it. Yeah. Which I find myself in that space all the time. Oh, yeah. The gap between the head and the heart. Yeah. Is, like, 10,000 miles apart yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. So I saw that too, like, oh, you're really close because you know what you're going to do, but I also know you're probably not going to do it very well. Yeah. Um, So like Jesus talking to the Pharisee of like, oh yeah, you can say the right thing, but are you actually going to, you know, put your feet on the ground and do that? Yeah. So it's good. Which is where the Holy Spirit comes in, right? That like guiding of... Yeah. Like that push towards, yeah, actually do that and knowing Move that direction and knowing you're not alone in the sense of you have, you have been given access to divine help, right? Yeah. Like, isn't that, I mean, a lot of humanity has found these systems and these ways to achieve great things and to like incorporate peace and to lessen suffering. But really it's that how 
you know, where that rubber that meets the road of like, do we have the means of how? And I really see that really being the relationship that we get when, when the kingdom of God is near is like, that's what enables us to fall forward and upward um, because it's not about us. You know, it's mm-hmm. that about that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yes, indeed. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Do you have anything else about the sermon? Uh, I don't think so, really. I think that was it. Okay. I, I like it's it's pretty cool that, you know, we get to not have to have those ridiculous, rigid systems, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, I'm a J, so I actually really like systems, but <laughs> you know, he's do have, um, their own systems. No, I know. Yeah. My <laughs> father is a P on the Myers-Briggs. So I understand yeah. there's a system. I don't get it, but there's a system. There's a method to the madness, yeah. but I really, I, I love it. Yeah. It- Give me an organized calendar and oh, yeah. a list and the systems and I'm in heaven. It It is nice. I think I, I mean, rules just dehumanize it a lot. You know, it's just like <laughs> removes like everything and just like, just check these boxes, mm-hmm. right? Just, just accomplish the things and you're set and you don't have to worry about, but really like, it's nice to have that like relief in, I, I like, it doesn't, mm, and maybe this is where Brent's going. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not, but they're like rules aren't necessary, necessarily like irrelevant but it's like, what do, what do those systems do to benefit that relationship? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's, it gives such a different piece or, you know, such a different relief, you know, in that. For sure. And that, I mean, like, I think that's how I see my systems as well. Like, is yeah. my, like, what does my system allow me to then do for a relationship? Yeah. Like, especially good. with teaching, like, Oh yeah. Here are the systems I have in my classroom. How does that allow me to develop relationships with my students? Yeah. And the truth is for me, having really structured systems allows me to have much better relationships with my students. So, yeah, because we don't have to worry about all these boundaries. We already have a system in place to have them happen. So, yeah, I feel like most of my life is just struggling to set up boundaries (laughs) that I know I need because being an ENFP and an Enneagram seven, I'm just... I need all the help I can get, but that process is lacking. So, you know, yep, yep. <laughs> did you find, did you find anything interesting this week? I did find something interesting oh. this week, but tr- usually if I start, you go first. Did you oh. find something interesting this week? You know, um, I did. Okay. So for everyone out there who hasn't listened at this point in the podcast, we pivot to something interesting that we saw, heard, um, read, listen to something interesting. Um, it's usually kind of fun and random. Um, and Bethany's got something. So let's hear it girl. Yeah. So we have all been so used to random mandates, conversations, okay, yeah. just, just all of the things we've dealt with in the last <laughs> year and a couple months. And, um, yeah, I, I know that they just released guidance on fairs and if we can do outside events, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm a part in the event planning world, so it, it matters, but I, I just decided to look up some things, uh, that are laws that are weird in Washington oh, state. Yes. Let's hear them because are they old? No, this was like updated in 2020. Okay. October. Got it. Um, weirdfacts.com. 
<laughs> Sounds like an amazing source. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. The website that I found it was a, a, a radio station, I believe, uh-huh. that quoted weird facts. So I just went to weird facts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but did you know that it is illegal to buy a TV on Sunday in Spokane? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> When would that? When did that law get into place? I have no idea. See, a lot of these laws are put into place, like you know, in the thirties, forties, fifties, and oh. then they just haven't been changed, and yeah. they aren't enforced, generally speaking. But they also are still on the books, technically. Or this one that I'm sure was established in like 1880, <laughs> 1870, 1880 in Washington State. Um, it is illegal mm-hmm. to break someone's beer bottle without their consent. Oh my gosh. Yep. So many bar fights could have a lot of litigation going on in them. Seriously. Like other than the litigation that is going on anyway. Or could you imagine being a bar and breaking someone like a customer's oh, glass? Yeah. What if <gasps> poor waitresses and waiters, what if you drop their glass? Oh my gosh. Without their consent. Without their consent. It's a- <laughs> Who would give consent to having your beer bottle broken? I just want to know the story. <laughs> like, what Wild West swinging <laughs> saloon ghost town did this <laughs> get established in? Because I just, I think that, you know, you know, someone's beer bottle got shot or like, what... <laughs> I'm just thinking of Back to the Future 3, really, honestly, is like my frame of reference for Wild West. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, another one is, uh, it is illegal uh, to x-ray shoes to see if they fit. Um, what? How would x-raying a shoe make you see if it fits anyway? You see your foot, bone. I, oh. but, but I guess, but the thing is, is x-raying, like, it doesn't have soft tissue, so you're just seeing bones. Bone. So Which, I, mean, I mean, I guess the end of your like, like toe phalanges are pretty close to the edge of the skin, the flesh. So. Yeah. Yeah. And this is my favorite and like okay. last, but definitely not least, especially sure. in this day and Always age. Always save the best for last. I have to hold up my notes here. Okay. <laughs> Can't get Suspense. it wrong. Suspense. <laughs> uh, it is illegal. To go out in public with a cold. Oh, well, that is relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? I'm a lawbreaker. <laughs> 100%. Me too. Um, but it's it's so it's so applicable. And it's so applicable. <laughs> Who knew that was a law in Washington State? Yep. Here we go. Our lawmakers just know a thing or two. <laughs> You know, I think they had like some special like psyche giftings for the future. You know, I don't know. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Those, so that's what I found. All right. Yeah. Um. So my something interesting comes to us from a podcast that I listened to called Radio Lab. Ooh. And they did a whole like episode recently about like heat and like body temperature. And in that episode, they talked about something called a kleptotherm. What is that? Well, klepto is, steal, is a root right? word is like stealing. Yeah. And then therm root word is like temperature or heat. Okay. Generally used for heat. <laughs> Can you tell I'm a science teacher? I love this. <laughs> How much Latin do you know? Um, I mean, I know like this is a side, sidebar. I know a little bit just from like root, like because you do when you teach science, you do have to break down root yeah. words. Yeah. Um, so like today I broke down atmosphere, biosphere, hydrosphere, yeah. geosphere with my kids. So much fun. Um, 
because we're talking about the spheres. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, you do have to know some. And like when I, I'm old enough that we still learned as part of our curriculum, which I don't know if they do this anymore or not, but we still learned Latin and Greek root words quite extensively in elementary school. Hmm. Um, which I find extremely helpful when trying to like figure out what different words mean. So yeah, hooked on phonics a bit, but Latin version. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact: I actually took a semester of Latin in college and withdrew, failed because it was so hard. <laughs> Granted, they use the grammar translation teaching method for language, and that's just—I mean, again, that, being, that means almost nothing to me. So <laughs> being an ES, ESL teacher, it's like where you're forced to learn only how to translate based off of grammar rules, oh. and it just it's a very non-active way of learning the language. Okay. It's just not sufficient. And I just gave up. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we did that. So anyway, yes. kleptotherms. Yes. So our animals, um, specific or primarily animals that literally steal heat from other animals, which you could argue is almost any animal on the planet yeah. is a kleptotherm at some point. Yeah. So one of the examples they talked about was there is a sea snake that an amphibious sea snake that will go into the like cave nest of birds, not to eat them, but to steal heat from them. Um, and then like crocodiles do it a lot. A lot of reptiles are kleptotherms. Yeah. Um, because. I don't know what happened. Can you not hear me? Sorry. Um, I can hear you. Oh. Well, I can hear you kind of, but oh. it went out a bit. That's weird. We'll have I, to test it. Yes. Um, I can hear myself really well. Can still. you hear me? Yes. I okay. Can. Great. Tell me about the sea snakes. Okay. Um, and then, yeah. So just kleptotherms are yeah. animals that steal heat. Um, and then, you know, honestly, like I've been a kleptotherm when I've pulled my cat onto my lap in when it's cold so I don't have to turn the heat on so I definitely think my cat is a kleptotherm all the time Mm -hmm. because she's does not not want to be on my lap or on me or on my face or in my blankets Mm -hmm. I mean mine do that as well that's why they don't mind being on my lap is because they're like yes you'll keep me warm as well that's the only purpose you have as a human being is giving me heat and food (laughs) thank you those are definitely the two and pets (laughs) my cats also really in like demand attention and pets oh yeah Yeah. So that was my fun fact about kleptotherms, which I thought was interesting. That's great. Also, they were ta- they've talked about a lot of different like heat things, but um the body human's body temperature, like our average body temperature is actually reducing at this like in history right yeah, now. Yeah, I my like normal temperature is like 97.5ish. Mm-hmm. So I know if I'm like 9 or you know 99, I'm I have a little bit of a fever. Yeah. More so. Yeah. Also, this is another cool thing about it is temperature, like our body temperature is actually like pretty closely linked with our emotional state. And so when we are having a diversity of like social interactions, we're warmer. And when we are like alone and not having enough like social interactions, we actually are colder usually. And there's like hormonal components and like there's a lot of different things that determine what your body temperature is. But one of them is your emotional state. That is so fascinating. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. We connect by (laughs) body heat. Yeah. Like literally though, our like physiological, which is like how our body does things. Yeah. Is impacted by our emotional state, which I think, I think we're like more and more learning and understanding that that is true and knowing that that is true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, body temperature is a very like 
kind of visceral expression of that. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, All right. Cool. You got anything else, Miss Bethany? Yeah, I don't. I All don't. Right. It's been well, great. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Hopefully it was okay without Brent. <laughs> It'll be fine. Um, and we are looking forward to doing week, having week two of our new series next week. Um, I don't know if there are any announcements. Check out the groups page. Um, see what's going on there. Yeah, that's the marketplace, right? Community mm-hmm. marketplace. I do know that Brent and Kylie are hosting a Zoom happy hour for people who um, are not in the Tri-Cities and just completely watch online and engage online. So if that's you and you're interested, um, please look on our community marketplace page and find the links for that. And if my parents are listening to this, you should definitely do that because <laughs> you're more than welcome. <laughs> just a shout out yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right bye everyone bye, bye.